0: what's up man
1: vote what's happening
0: you don't really care you don't want to know i'm all in on on playoff baseball right now <laughs> sorry Rockies nation <laughs> cardinals nation flying high baby all it, that matters
1: it almost feels performative vote like you love I, I know you love the cardinals but it's almost like you even more love being the cardinals a-hole That may be true. That may be (laughs) true. I really, I feel myself turning heel slowly. But listen,
0: I'm all in on the avalanche, okay? I slowly find myself rooting for this Broncos rebuild. And I gotta have my own thing, and it's cards all the way.
1: You know what? You are slowly becoming a a Denverite, man. You represent a very important um, segment of of the Denver person at the moment. And what is that intolerable
0: transplant cardinal (laughs) thing?
1: no you know you're the the transplant like the converting transplant you know like there's the transplant i'm not going to name any names tj mcbride who wow. hates everything about the city and yes. then there's the, like the transplant that like moved here for a reason and loves it
0: well one of us was just sucking up to get a job at DNVR. <laughs> no
1: here's the thing about tj that he needs to we be love tj we him. love tj
0: he is a nuggets
1: fan he won't yeah. admit it but he is he yeah is. yeah of course of course. You could tell I mean you could tell from his enthusiasm, he's an extremely enthusiastic guy. Yeah, that that might not be
0: exclusive to the Nuggets stuff.
1: <laughs> that's true. He, he he is a lover of life. Um so welcome in everybody to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. A uh ad free Friday. It's ad free Friday vote. This might be the only ad free Friday the entire season, but that's what today is.
0: That's exciting. Am I supposed to be excited about that?
1: Well, that I sounds think like for the sake of our audience. They they are excited for that. Oh, let's
0: go. Pump for you audience. <laughs> let's go. Pump for
1: you. Let's go. I'm pumped. Um, I actually am yeah, excited because I have stayed back in Denver the last two days while you have been down in the trenches, all yeah, the way down in Colorado Springs. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> getting the scoop and, and learning everything that's going on. So I get to play the role of um, you know, out of the loop, um, and you get to to kind of fill me in as you fill the audience in. That's, yeah, really,
0: really important stuff coming through the pipeline <laughs> here. No, no. We did actually get some updates today, Adam, yeah. and I'm going to start with... Um, no,
1: no, you're not going to start there because I'm going to start you somewhere else. Okay. I, I, maybe this is where you were going, but I think so. I don't know if you saw today. I'm sure you did. You had to have. Um, the perfect highlight came out of today's training camp. Do you know what I'm talking about? The like nine pass clip that Katie
0: Wingy posted today.
1: Brendan, it is day three of the training camp. And I get to say this for the first time all season. The ball is popping. The ball is popping. The ball it really, was
0: popping, baby. I really think it was nine passes. It, it still ended in a contested jumper, but that makes me excited about second did, unit defense. Did it go in? So, yes.
1: <laughs> hey, Lockin'. man. That means it was a great shot. No, on it, like I'm not even joking. I, I am joking a little bit because it's one clip out of training camp. <laughs> good, good. Okay. No, but I'm being for real. Like This team seems to like – I mean they have a lot of good passers. and I don't know if you noticed, but Vando was part of that sequence. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had like a nice drive. Yeah. I think he had two drive and, and kicks. And this team has some like naturally born passers and guys that just like to pass and – I'm just. I know it. I know it's hyperbole. This is the time of year for hyperbole. Not every team has a single possession like that in their training camp.
0: It's true. It's true. And the reason we're excited is because we genuinely expect to see some version of that in yeah. the, when the regular season comes around. Last year was funky, man. I mean, for all of the the defensive improvement, we expected a top four, top three offense. Yeah. That's probably what they were at full strength. Yeah. But we didn't get to see it, man. And that's like. The conference finals, the finals, that stuff is obviously exciting. Those possibilities, but but what we will get, Adam, hopefully knocking on wood, is some version of that offense firing at, uh, clicking on all cylinders. So, I'm I'm with you, man. I can't wait. And
1: but it just looked pretty. I mean, there's the way. And and here's the thing. Like so, last year Denver was 19th in three point percentage, and you know uh, people that have listened to me, I'm locked on, and, and just kind of know my takes. Three point shooting is such a like it's up or down. Mm. And a lot of times it's like, you you can have it, Denver could be 19th last year and then like first next year or 30th next year, you know, this coming season. It's just, uh, sometimes you just run cold and and there's so much variance there. And I think Denver shot poorly last year in addition to the injuries. So there's plenty of reason to think that they're not a 35% team. You bring back Gary Harris, you add a Michael Porter Jr. Maybe Wancho stays healthy. They might be a 38% team, which is, you know, what the top four teams basically in the NBA were last year and... It's just the ball gets popping so much easier when you're knocking down those shots. But but that sequence, man, that was like the perfect highlight. It was, man. It was. To your shooting point, don't
0: forget Jeremy Grant either, who Right. You know, we'll find out if last year was some kind of like career year or outlier or if we can expect forty percent from the corners. Wind and I watched him knock down like ten in a row. I know it's an open gym, but yeah. the guy's got the touch, man, so that's a that's a, a big get.
1: I think he will shoot better than 25.5%, which is what Trey Lyle shot last year on three attempts oh, per Oh, I was going to ask
0: where you're getting that number, Twenty five point five. now I wish I didn't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. But I mean that's like that's another thing. So your point stands, right? I mean, he Trey Lyles played sixty four games last year, took three threes a game, and he made less than one. And like Jeremy, that's a that's an area where I just know Jeremy Grant will go up. So Denver, I don't know. I see sequences like that, and I'm just like, man, this team has some some passing to them. Um there's may- a Spursian.
0: There's a Spursian soul yeah. to this team,
1: right? I've always said that the Nuggets are the evolutionary Spurs. It's funny because people have compared them to the Warriors. They've compared them to the Hawks teams. Remember Mike Budenholzer, mm. pa- Paul Millsap yeah, Hawks. That comp. I know. I hate well, yeah, it's not a great comp. Um, I've even heard the like Sacramento Kings of the the early two thousands. I think this team is really the spiritual successor to the uh, the beautiful game Spurs, which were the not the early version of the Spurs, but the. Uh, the like 2013 version with Boris Diaw and mm. uh, you know like and I love that I think they are and and so much of it starts with the 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 center the the guy that sets the tone Tim Duncan and obviously now Nikola Jokic yes <laughs> yes Jokic is a good passer uh
0: where where are the Nuggets for you like if you were not uh, the Denver Nuggets guy if you had to try to do it objectively yeah are they a top five league pass team
1: you know, it's funny because – so one of the most interesting questions that we talked about over the summer, I think I put this out on Twitter, was, like, whose highlight package is better, Carmelo Anthony's or Nikola Jokic? Yeah. And it was split almost exactly 50-50, and everybody was so adamant that it was easy. It was like, oh, this is an easy choice, it's Carmelo, or this is an easy choice, Nikola Jokic. So for me – it's an easy choice it's jokic because he does the things that i really love so to me they are no doubt about it they're a top two or three or maybe one league pass team but i'm not surprised that other people would be like are you crazy they're boring as heck mm. give, you know give me the guys that dunk it that's what i want so it's i you ask me to be objective that's a subjective question yeah i know whatever dude don't
0: call me out on your podcast a lot of people listen to this
1: All right, let's take our first break here Um, When we get back, the rest of our show We're going to go into some of the notes from training camp We're going to get into some of the weeds About what's emerged so far in the storylines Out of training camp And just kind of get through some news and notes So let's take a break and we'll be right back Wait a second, we don't have any ads. (laughs) Keep this in Let's keep rolling 100% serious I've never not thrown the break before Like ever For any show No breaks needed, baby.
0: Ad free Friday. We're rolling. Do you want an update from Brendan? Uh, Brendan, (laughs) give me an update from camp. This is great content. Will Barton. (laughs) Yesterday we found out he is, he's dealing with some small kind of injury, not, not related to last season. Uh Uh, Matt Moore asked Michael Malone, who did everything he could to not answer the question about what specifically is ailing Will Barton. Um, we asked someone else and we got the answer in 10 seconds. He's dealing with a tweet, Tammy. They're not too worried about it and they're just being cautious. But Will Barton did participate today more than he has all week.
1: So I watched the video for on our – you should subscribe to our YouTube page because we post all of our videos just like we did with Stiffs, only we have better equipment, better audio, better video. Um, I saw Michael Malone was asked about this and he tried to be real funny. Like He's in training camp form too. Because yeah. he is an elite deflector, right? <laughs> and he somehow like was like, yeah, you know, he's dealing with a couple of things. And then somebody was like, oh, it's a couple injuries. He's like, well, no, uh, it's an ankle, it's a an hip, it's a groin or something like that. <laughs> like he's trying to be coy and it was like, wait a second, what? It was it was a super fishy answer. God, he loves
0: that stuff. And the look he gives us, like, because <laughs> we have
1: to laugh with him. But he well, knows not all of us want to laugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: but it was a hamstring. Not, they're not too worried about Will, though, for okay. anyone who
1: is. When so is there any type of timetable? Like, is there was there any type of like, oh, he'll play in the first preseason game or won't?
0: He has not like been ruled out of anything. I think they're expecting him to, but no, we don't have any kind of timeline.
1: Do you think this affects him at all and his chances? Yeah, I do. I kind of do too. Uh, I brought this up on. uh,
0: Brought this up, yeah, a little. That's that's an important qualifier because Harrison and I briefly touched on it. And yesterday's pod are bad on the audio quality. We hear your feedback; we'll Mm, get better. mm. Um, But we we did, you know. He didn't think that this was that big of a deal, and and it's not too big. But it's worth noting that, like, I think Will Barton's a confidence guy. He never really fully got back to being himself last year. He comes in new year, new year, refreshed, right, ready to turn a leaf. And the first thing he hits is a setback. So Uh. doesn't you know it doesn't guarantee anything. But my mind went where yours did there, Adam.
1: Yeah. Um, What about um, Gary Harris? I see you have a note in here on him.
0: Yeah, Malone uh, was pretty candid and straight up about something we've all kind of wondered about. You know, Gary deals with injuries and the lower body injuries are getting concerning, but he's got a football player's body. You know, know. he's a strong dude. And so Malone said you guys have probably noticed he's been coming into camp around 220 each of the last couple of years. Um, This year he and he and the team decided that he should come in a little lighter. So I don't know specifically what's been changed. We know Gary doesn't talk about his process too much, uh, but he he's he's not been lifting as much, and that's in an effort to try to
1: prevent some injuries. That's I'm so curious to see what we see from Gary this year because he's already really quick and really explosive. And if you take off ten pounds, yeah, like I kind of feel like he's going to be lightning quick this year. I yeah, it, he, and yeah, I feel
0: like he stands to 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 lose those pounds and not. As Malone said, this is not a criticism of
1: his physique. He's, right. If anything, he's just too strong. He's too, too big strong. Big. He's too yeah, strong. Too yeah. Um, I There was another thing in the Malone quote from the video today, again up on our YouTube page. He was asked about like Malik Beasley starting at the three, and I know we're going to get there, but before we get there, I want to ask. He kind of was he kind of made it sound like there's no shooting guard controversy. Like, oh yeah, he's going to be backing up Gary all year. So he said something yeah. to the effect of like. Like, this isn't even a debate or a question, which I agree with, quite frankly. But it was also one of those things where it was just kind of interesting to hear that it's... there's. This, it almost made it sound like there's as much separation between Monte and Jamal as there is between Malik and Gary. Like, Gary is his guy. Were you surprised by that at all? No. No, because as good as Malik gets, I think we know this
0: team is not just committed to Gary. Yeah. We just know that a healthy Gary is one yeah. of the better players in the league. Yeah. Um, but it, it was interesting... um it was Harrison Wind who asked him because Malone gave us that list of names who are in the race for the small forward position. Yeah. Four names, Malik wasn't on it. So Harrison asked if that was intentional. Malone said he just sees him as a two guard. He might try in stretches and lineups. Yeah. They, he did touch on, on their potential versatility in terms of lineups this year. But as a starter, it would make them too small, Malone thought. I, I do think it's worth pointing out, though, man, how much smaller is Malik than Will
1: Barton? I know, I always think about that, like Will Barton, Tori Craig even, like, they're, they're, there's just this tiny gap between Malik and Will Barton, and a tiny gap between Barton and Craig, like it's not, yep. they're not that different, um, but nonetheless, I do see Malik as a three, like I see Tori Craig as a small three, so if if Malik is even smaller than him, you know, I, I, I kind of see him as only a two, but I do see, like again, secondary lineups to close out a half or something like right, that for two right. minutes, yep. yeah man, run them off the court. Hey, man, he's get
0: shooters on the floor. Get shooters on the floor.
1: Tell me about this championship belt thing. Yes,
0: yeah, so that was yesterday. Uh, they had a shooting competition. Oh, Ga- Adam, guess who was in the finals of the shooting competition? Was it Malik Beasley? It was Malik Beasley. Guess who the other person won.
1: Oh, God. So it makes me think it's crazy. I want to guess Wancho, so I'm just going to say Wancho.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't overthink it, man. <laughs> okay. I thought delete. you were going to
1: get crazy. I was about to be Plumlee. No, not
0: yet. <laughs> Although, by the way, have you ever watched Plumley shoot in an open gym? I know the answer to that is yes. Yes. Plumlee will hit threes, by the way, yeah. when no one's guarding him. Not noteworthy, but yeah, yeah. now you have that info. Yeah, so it was a shootout for a championship belt that Malone was carrying around like a McMahon relative. <laughs> he was very excited to hand that thing out. Uh, but – it does seem like this team is finding ways to, like, have fun, stay loose. They have that maturity to them, but I, I don't yeah. know. There were there were good spirits today, and I was kind of expecting that day three, like, yeah, for sure. you know, molass or whatever. We all,
1: we all, pre- we all predicted that, didn't we? That day three would be the day where Malone was unhappy with the energy. Uh, let me say this. I know this is silly. We do this every year. We overstate training camp. We overstate these things. but So I'm going to put that caveat in there. This isn't a big indicator but the vibe around this team is so much better than I expected, man. Same. Like, no, I, I expected a little ups and downs, a little tired to be here, a little 80, long season. But no, man, this it's it's not that they're, like, running through walls. They just seem to, like – they're just professionals. That's why they're the new Spurs. They just seem like they're here to do their business. I agree. Yeah, do their businesses. Well, when
0: two of your best players are Gary Harris yeah. and – Nikola Jokic who yeah, yeah he's a, like he jokes around yeah. but like he he also like just wants to win right yeah. and wants to get his work in so I do think teams t- take on the personality of their stars and yeah I, I yeah man this team like they have a steely kind of cold mature feel to them right now
1: so even just like the energy because some of the clips they showed I don't know if you saw the one where Jokic dunks it and then Tori Craig like pushes him out of out of the entire arena but just like you can tell everybody has energy man like you can just tell they're like pumping each other up and there's this this big like just workman. Like we're here. We're giving it our – I don't know. It's just – the vibe is so I mean, incredibly great and I'm just so impressed. Well, Going back to that kind of full circle
0: here, like one of the reasons I hate that Hawks comp is that that was the end of that run. Oh, and yeah, if yeah. you're on this Denver Nuggets team, like they they fell just short of a Western Conference Finals appearance that the whole city wanted. And this isn't the end of the line. And, yeah. and they're, for, in many of their minds, it's just the beginning. So as an athlete, a competitor, like, why
1: wouldn't you be hyped? Yeah. And I got to say, man, Malone, he just seems to be in such control. Like, he's in his element. He's in his bag right now. And it's cool. And I know there'll be ups and downs. Like, the NBA season always has ups and downs. But it just seems like they're starting on an up. And it's, it, it's kind of cool to see not just an up. They're starting off like... I would say what I've picked up on now through Media Day in three days is like I've just I would give him an A plus. I know that's dumb to grade, but it just that's that's how I feel about the team at the moment.
0: You know, one thing I've noticed about a lot of the great coaches in the league—this doesn't include a Brad Stevens—but guys who kind of know how to own their role outside of their day-to-day responsibilities, um, Popovich, Kerr, like some of these guys can really own a press conference. Yeah, and they're kind of aware of their energy. And and the influence they can have on their players by how they use the media. I think Malone's kind of thrust himself into that club. You know, yeah. he carries himself like one of the guys, like the guy that should be in charge of this team.
1: Oh yeah, no, he seems like the perfect guy at the moment. It's it's, yep. it's incredible. I feel like, you know, one of the cool things about sports is I you know we don't feel like we have to be right all the time. And mm. one of the things is we have now. I know you've been with the team now for two years, but, you know, I, me, Harrison, we've been watching this team for, this is our fifth season, basically, watching this team, and I feel like I've learned a lot just about the, like, long-term trajectory, because, you know, there were times three seasons ago where we'd really criticize Malone for not, you know, not playing se- player X more, or doing this, the lineups aren't working, but, and some of that was, I think, legitimate, I mean, some of that stuff still holds up, there's lineups that he's sat on too long, even last year, there's lineups he played... Too too much. The Tory Craig starting lineup was was getting destroyed and, and stuck with it for too long. But when you step back from those little like day to day details and you look at the big thing, you're like, man, he had this great line about MPJ today about him not um, like if he's gonna get minutes, he's gonna earn them. And he's like, and that's nothing personal. We just think that everybody should earn minutes in the NBA. Nobody should be gifted them. And he's like, Jokic wasn't gifted them. And I was thinking like, yeah, Jokic came off the bench his second season when it was clear he shouldn't have. Like he, he had to fight. Yeah, you know, yeah. like he he had to go through so many obstacles just to get it. Jamal Murray, same thing. He backed up Emmanuel freaking Moody, shooting thirty percent from the field, <laughs> and Jamal Murray sitting behind him. And like, I, I'm waiting for the butt. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it's it's cool that he can tell Michael Porter Jr. And I think Michael Porter Jr. understands it. Like, this is the cool thing they've built up enough sort of um, of that reputation to be able to say, "Hey, man, we think you're incredible, but if you're gonna play, you're gonna earn it." You're not just going to earn it. You're going to have to give 130% of what the guy in front of you is. And that's what Jokic did. It's what Jamal did. It's what Gary did. And, uh, you know, stick with it. And it's just, it's such a power move at this point.
0: I feel like, you know, some like Brad Stevens was hired to draw up plays and get the most out of an offense and a defense. Right. I think Malone was hired to oversee a culture rebuild. And that's clearly his forte. And we're seeing seeing the fruits of that now, you know?
1: Malone would love, like, he, he would probably give you a kiss if, if he uh, heard you say that, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think NBA coaches love to be, like, talked about as better than Brad Stevens. <laughs> 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 you know? It's like uh, right. it's like the way that everybody, all players seem to hate Steph or hate, like, Lonzo or, like, the guys that get a ton of credit and they're like, man, I'm better than this dude. I, I think that's how Brad Stevens is. Like, that's whoa. how...
0: It's all the Nuggets bloggers talk about you when you're not around. So
1: <laughs> fair. Um, all right. So Malik I know I saw in the video today, Malik told Bull Bull and, and MPJ to to go to him, like that he can he can mentor them through. Mm. What do you what do you think of that comment?
0: I that that comment stood out to me. I thought yeah. it was a little funny. I he did you know, he was injured his first year and um you know, to his, his credit and to his point here, this was a guy who kind of he was a really, really talented player in high school and in college. Yeah. And then he gets injured. And he has to come in and learn his new role while dealing with an injury. And and he had to be taught, we don't need you to dominate. We need you to flourish within a role. So within that context, he probably can relate and speak to Michael Porter Jr. a lot. Um, yeah. But I can't he's – he's, he's so young, man. Yeah. The idea of him like bringing guys under his wing is so funny.
1: Well, that's what's funny about this Nuggets team, right? Is that what is he the like – honest to god what is what what is he maybe the like sixth or seventh youngest guy on the team you know what i mean like he's not the youngest like he's so young but he's actually significantly older than than a lot of these guys i'm trying to pull it up right now he's got to be the vet he is older than six players so he is seventh that's actually hilarious And, and if you take off like pj dozier tyler zeller He's actually like a lot closer. He's actually like basically smack dab in the middle.
0: Uh, it's crazy, man.
1: It is totally crazy. So I guess he is a mentor.
0: Malik Beasley, mentor.
1: Malik Beasley mentor. Um and then lastly, there's another thing out of camp today. When they break it down, they say championship. Which I know they're playing with the media right now. They're 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 doing a very good job of talking like talking day by day, not like thumping their chest in this or that. But when I see them say that, like when they hop in the huddles and they say championship to break it down, man, I just love it. That, that tells me more than anything where their mind is. Like at the end of the day, they have to remind themselves we're, we're aiming really high.
0: If nothing else, it should satiate all the boomers who blame things on like losing mentalities and all that nonsense, right? So there's, there's a winning mentality out of them. They're not backing down. They're not shying down.
1: Well, I w- usually would take a break right here, but then Brenda would just laugh at me. Because it is Ad Free Friday, so I'm gonna go right into our mailbag questions. Wait,
0: wait, okay. You, you keep to I am. It, it's not an official break, but I am gonna go get a Breck Brew out of my fridge. Give me, give me ten seconds.
1: <laughs> Breck Brew. That is a plug, though. That still counts a Breck Brew. Um... Oh, yeah. oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And we're back. Uh, all right, so we're gonna go to mailbag questions, guys. If you're a subscriber, oh, first of all, I should announce, and it's a, a little bit of patting ourselves on the back here. We just had our best month uh, at DNVR all of all year. Obviously, formerly BSN, so we're counting those BSN months. But I'd like to say, vote. You and I joined, and in one week, we we helped them have the best. Uh, helped our company have the best month ever. Clearly, us. clearly, clearly, us. us.
0: Yeah. yeah, give us
1: the company. But sincerely, we appreciate – you guys saw – I think a lot of people saw what happened at Sports Illustrated today, this massive layoff. And I think the plan over there, like it is at SB Nation, to hire a bunch of non-union contractors – to pay them well below mar- you know, a living wage to now run their sites. And this is just the status quo in sports journalism and journalism at large. And so I think what we're trying to do over at DNVR, in addition to it just being a really cool thing that we sincerely believe in and, and film some awesome stuff today, I can't wait to share with you guys next week, um, in addition to all that, it, it's also one of those things where this this thing we have this us our ability to talk to you guys day in and day out and make cool content about the Denver Nuggets and hopefully make your experience better. It's not a guaranteed thing. In fact, it's the farthest thing from a guaranteed mm. thing. And if Sports Illustrated didn't make it, imagine what little DNV with the challenge little dnvr has. So uh, we sincerely appreciate all of the people who subscribed this month, and we hope that October is even better. Hey, um,
0: any. Any Nuggets fan, if, if you had anything to do with those subscription numbers, it, it means more to us than you can know.
1: Possibly and shout out
0: Brandon Spano, who deserves credit for taking a shot in a world where everyone else is backing down. So,
1: hundred percent. All right, let's get your mailbag questions. If you are a subscriber, you can reply to our podcast episodes, and we're going to read your uh, questions here. Um, so let's get to it. Hey, guys, there were rumors about Jamal working this offseason with Chauncey Billups, and that made my pants tighter. Okay, so <laughs> –
0: Got a vet piece,
1: man. TMI, perhaps, but okay. Then I hear about Jamal's offseason highlight was attending Kobe Bryant's invite-only camp and sitting in front of a TV watching reruns of playoff games. How confident are you Jamal is going to really earn that contract? And if you could just comment on the nuances of a Kobe versus Chauncey mentorship, that'd be fab. Also, for the criticism of Votes' fashion sense on Twitter, I love sweatpants as much as the next guy, Mitchie Melbs. I am I, stuck between I
0: want the dude aesthetic but I'm too sensitive for it you know <laughs> yeah. I want to not care but when Mitchie Melbs takes shot on the internet I care well Mitchie
1: Melbs man he, he likes sweatpants too man yeah
0: thank you Mitch oh can I I want to speak to
1: the earlier part though because as
0: someone who's been mentored by both Kobe Bryant and Chauncey Phillips. <laughs> right yes What Uh, can you tell me?
1: (laughs) No, no, I do like this question. Actually, this question really gets to a lot of interesting things. Um, And first of all, let me say, Chauncey Billups is obviously a great leader as a teammate, incredibly smart basketball player. Who knows if he is a great sort of like mentor? Mm. I think we have to compartmentalize every everything, right? Great, smart players don't always make great, smart coaches or great, smart general managers or even great owners like Michael Jordan. The I think, in my opinion, greatest player that ever lived. Horrible owner. That's Horrible. Magic Johnson, one of the greatest players that ever lived. Horrible general manager. I mean, so like. <laughs> Wait, hey, hold on. He got LeBron at him. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, So. So first of all, Kobe Bryant, not my favorite player. He was actually was my favorite player for a while, but not like, in, you know. If I'm analyzing him, he's not, in my opinion, it's a hot take. I don't think he's a top 10 player of all time. He's very close. But as a mentor, the thing that Kobe gets right, he was incredibly technically sound. Incredibly technically sound. And so if he gets in the gym with a bunch of people, you know, a player like Jamal Murray, and he's showing them a couple secrets, a couple moves, there's nobody on the planet better than Kobe to teach those types of things.
0: And Jamal is also... Of that cloth already like he takes those shots that's just gonna be the case and so he might as well be learning from a guy who knows how to hit the hard ones better than anyone and i do feel like like he really does have that stuff you can't teach you know what i mean so in a a sense there's like a there's an optimist perspective here
1: i but i don't even think it's the optimist perspective man like look i am not a big believer in mamba mentality as this universal truth of basketball the way that (laughs) the mamba himself presents it i mean and, and, you know, I think even Kobe maybe gets reduced sometimes too much because yeah, Jokic yes. is one of his favorite players. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you mistake Jokic for Mamba mentality. He's the opposite of that. He literally said, it doesn't set goals because it makes me nervous. Hey, We've learned a lot about what is good and what we should value
0: since Kobe was in his prime. Yeah. But what we valued, there was no one better when he was playing. Right. So you just, like, it's... It, what we should be critiquing is ourselves for how we evaluated things, not
1: Kobe. Right? 100%, 100%. So I'm all in favor of him going to this camp. You know, anytime you're at a camp with that, with the names that you're at, you don't, in the offseason, these guys don't get a go against De'Aaron Fox and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard every day. Like, a lot of times they're no, back in their hometowns. They're just going against their old high school buddies and stuff. And, like, you, so for the fact that he was there with some of the best basketball players in the world, being mentored by one of the best one on one players of all time, if not the best, it, it to me, it's like this, this is, of course, a positive. Um, now, if he turns into Kyrie Irving, where he starts talking about crazy conspiracy stuff and his third eye opened up this summer, then of course, yeah, that would be a bad thing. But um, on the flip side, you know Chauncey, a lot of people I hear say like, "Oh, I want Chauncey to become the general manager of the Nuggets. I wish they would they would bring him in." And my whole thing is, who knows? Who knows? Gr- Maybe he's great, good. Great take. <laughs> Sorry, well, no, no. I mean, like again, like I'm saying, you know Isaiah Thomas, super crafty basketball player, horrible general manager. You know, there's a lot of guys that are, Jason Kidd, one of the smartest, high IQ no, you're right. point you're guards, right. terrible coach. So, I, I mean, Chauncey, I just don't know that Chauncey would be the guy that would would take Jamal Murray's game to the next level. I have no idea. Yeah, no, but look, what the real takeaway
0: here is nothing new. It's not news. Jamal Murray wants to get better, and Jamal Murray's going to spend yeah. his time trying to get better.
1: And then on the flip side, you know, at, or the second part of that question, asking about watching film, I love that he watched film, and that, that's what I, I mean, to me. A large part of Jamal Murray's next step is about the film work, is about the yep. basketball IQ portion of this, the subtle details. And so if he was really, truly successful at going over that that stuff over the summer, then to me that would be a huge leap for him. And then lastly I'll say this. I'm a big believer in – Tim Duncan would take like two months off every single offseason before he'd touch a basketball. He, was very, he talked about this all the time. One of the greatest players ever. I I do think that this idea that we value – the day after you lost, you were in the gym and you were doing push-ups and stuff like – your mind needs a break. Your soul needs a break and if he took some time off before getting right back in the gym, I, I actually think that's a good thing.
0: So so you're not for Jimmy Butler showing up six and a half hours early to practice then? <laughs>
1: did Can you we see co- that story that's a real story
0: yeah it's so absurd it it's the perfect example of mamba mentality gone too far
1: do you know that that office episode where michael scott shows up to the party like four hours early Like
0: that's what it's that's like, like we'll go full circle and take another shot at tj it's like tj sitting in the pepsi center at 1 oh, 30 p.m oh, he on definitely
1: TV. does that yeah. sometimes <laughs> That's too funny. All right, before we get out of here, we're gonna read. We told you we'd read all of our reviews because uh, we want people. We're trying to build this up. This podcast currently a four and a half star pod. We want it to be a five star pod. We've received like twenty five star reviews over the last week since we started. Uh, since we've joined Harrison, trying to uh, you know with this what people are calling a super team. So let's read these. We have two new ones. You kids are spoiled. This is coming from Viv Savage three hundred three. Two explanation points, by the way. You kids are spoiled. Back in my day, you had to listen to three painful hours of Bronco talk on sports radio to maybe get two minutes of the nugs. Love the show and the new crew. Five stars. Oh, man. Does that just not get you up and get you going? It does. A little energy. Oh, man, I'm psyched. I love the Broncos, but sitting through hours and hours of it. Yes. So thank you, Viv Savage. That was a five-star, five-star review. Um, The next one comes from Chungawamba. I think I said that right. (laughs) (laughs) The big three lives. I can't imagine the amount of off-season tampering that had to happen to bring the big three together, <laughs> but I like it. Best Nuggets podcast in the game. Thanks for using good microphones, guys. Was that a, a shot at the end? I think um, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I can just say something? There was so much tampering.
1: There was a lot of tampering
0: That's that's what it took So he's not wrong
1: That is We're getting paid uh, Under the table And you know Breaking the salary cap And then last one You might have read this one Yesterday I don't know Daily ritual And must hear podcast Three explanation points The best podcast out there For any NBA fan Super intelligent breakdown Of any Nuggets News and insight Ooh intelligent Listening to this podcast Has become a daily Quote He put daily in quotes Daily part of my life Every morning And always starts my day off right That comes from Candle Comics
0: we're trying to bust them out daily. I'm going to push back. I don't think this is the best podcast for Kings fans. but um, You know, it might you know, be. It might be.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you never know. Maybe they
0: love Jamal Murray.
1: Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. So three great ones came in last night slash today, and we really appreciate every single one. It helps us pump up the show. The way iTunes algorithm works, it helps us get this show in front of other people. So we appreciate it. And, of course, we always love hearing the feedback. And three exclamation points. I think, Cando Comics, you win, you win the review of the day. Because of the three, the three explanation points, guys. That's it for this week. Next week, guess what happens next week, Brendan? What, Adam? The Nuggets play basketball games. That's so lit! Oh but, my god,
0: by Michael this, Porter Jr. Michael by this Porter time Jr. next
1: year, or, by this time next week, Michael Porter Jr. will probably have two games under his belt. Oof. Underscore this, the probably, but I am so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm also excited for some of the content we have at the DMVR.com. Of course, um, coming up, we are finishing up tomorrow. We will have the, the final three episodes of our season preview. I've really, really enjoyed those. I hope you guys have as well. And then next week, some X's and O's breakdowns, some cool explainer series, and then just a lot of really, really cool content that we're going to be pushing out, including the introduction to our post game show. That's right, our post-game show. We'll be bringing that to you as well. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back next week with brand new episodes. We'll see you then.